Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spoilers Nation After Dark begins now. Well, you allow two power play goals against a shorthanded goal against and Brett. You go 0 for 4 on the power play against the worst penalty kill in the NHL. I'm no genius, but I'm pretty sure if you roll all those things up into one, you're not going to beat many teams in the NHL. We called the New York Islanders vibeless before the game today. Well, I really regret that one because it was the Edmonton Oilers who looked lifeless out there on the ice tonight as they lose 3-1 to one to the New York Islanders. Hello and welcome to Oilers Nation After Dark. I am live from my version of the Sports Closet Studio, where I don't even want to read the YouTube comments because everybody's feeling the same way. I am joined today by the one, the only, Brad, Brett Holden. Brad is now your real name. Thank you. Take a bow. Take a bow. Take a bow. Brett. <laughs> That one sucked. That is two games in a row that the Edmonton Oilers have put together lackluster to be kind with it. Performances. How you feeling right now? Immediate reaction to that one. The first period got me feeling really good. I, well, especially. Yeah, exactly. The first two minutes, I'm like, okay, this we, hey, baby, we might be back. And uh, we were back. Uh, to the start of the season that we've all seen way too well. Uh, the second period, I mean, we'll, we'll go through everything, obviously, but you just can't fall off the wagon like that when you are supposed to be getting back onto the wagon. So it's just disappointing. We said we wanted at a minimum three points on this road trip. Well, you drop one of the Islanders, you got the Devils, and then the New York Rangers coming up. Points are going to be hard to come by. I was very interested to see how the boys were going to respond after the effort on Saturday. And as we said, great first two minutes. <laughs> it was pretty much it from that point on. I did think Stuart Skinner played well for the most part. I'm curious to see what the YouTube reaction is going to be. A lot of you guys in the chat during the game were saying, first one's not on Stu, second one's not on Stu. But Brett, my big thing tonight, I felt like I became everything I've ever hated before because I stood up in my own living room and screamed, shoot the puck at least 100 times. I hate to say it. I've become my own father. Brett, that was tough tonight. A lot of hesitation, a lot of extra passes. You can't score if you don't shoot the puck. And I was beating my head against the wall this evening. 
<laughs> well, especially after the first goal or first shot of the game goes in the net. How are you not sitting there going, okay, let's pepper this guy. We're already, I mean, you assume in his head, go in there, keep firing shots. The first goal was weak. I mean, that was a goal that would have had Oilers Twitter up in a blaze if that was Stuart Skinner. So if you have a goalie off like that, you need to shoot the puck. And as we were talking about before we started going live here, too many fancy passes, too many, oh, one more pass here, one more pass there. And it, it turns out into or turns into the exact thing that we were seeing from the Oilers at the start of the year. Odd man rushes going the other way, guys out of position. It, it's it, it's not a recipe for success. It's a recipe for disaster. I want to point this comment out here by Janias Janias says they did shoot the puck. And while I agree, we had 31 shots on goal. Imagine how many shots we would have had on net. We were just talking about that before we went live of could have been another 50 shot night tonight with the way the Oilers were at least driving the play, pushing pace. Let me know in the YouTube chat what you guys thought tonight. Also be sure to like the video, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. This is how I stay employed. Also hello to Instagram is we are live on Instagram for our second version of After Dark. Brett, it's your Instagram debut. Let's get into it. Let's get into it here. The scoring summary brought to you by Greta Baryeg. That one sucked. You know what doesn't suck? Greta. They got great vibes. If that one didn't go the way you wanted, you're downtown. Go check them out. They're great for all your pre- and post-game vibes. As I said earlier today, (laughs) Friday, Saturday, game day, non-game day, pre-post, whatever, Tuesday, doesn't matter. Go check out Greta. They are always rolling. So the scoring summary, as I mentioned, it went great. A minute 23 into the game, Leon Dreisaitl. Me and Tyler both predicted him as our anytime goal scorer. As you see here, we've got the highlights. We've got highlights tonight, people. Such a simple play by Leon Dreisaitl. What a great breakout pass. Warren Fogle chips it over. Leon takes the wing, does what he does. And if that was the first shot of the game, I thought the floodgates were about to open tonight. I said earlier, the Isles are an under team right here. I was checking. Should I be smashing the over? Should I be smashing the over live right here? Brett, great start to the game. I think we learned immediately the big storyline coming in was Nugent Hopkins being placed on the second line with Leon Dreisettle and Warren Fogle. Well, literally first shift of the game, they got on the board. It wasn't even Nuge that made a great play there. It was Warren Fogle. Vibe check right there, Brad. I bet you were feeling good. Oh, I was feeling fantastic. I, I want to say in these last X amount of games, you can go back however long you want to. I think the top player for the Edmonton Oilers right now, or at least the player who's who's working the hardest and, and contributing the most is Warren Fogle. And to put him on the line with uh, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, maybe not on the board. I see you going in. Eh, yeah, let's slow our roll a little bit there. Maybe excluding the big dogs. I can get down with that. But still, going to that goal, that's created by a smart, sneaky play by Warren Fogle. You see that that drive in the third period going into uh, uh, the offensive zone there. That's Warren Fogle. Like, there's a, a lot of guys on the team right now who are not finishing plays. And I don't mean putting the puck into the net. I mean, battling 
into and exactly right there. It almost looks like he's better than Leon Dreisaitl right now. And yes, Dreisaitl has a couple of goals, but Warren Fogle, again, going back to finishing plays, this doesn't just count towards goals. This goes towards board battles, forechecking, backchecking, playing in the neutral zone, and having a guy like that next to Dreisaitl in this game was important. We saw the, the fruits of said labor on that first goal. It just it didn't continue on for the rest of the game. Yep, Warren Fogle, one assist, plus one, two shots on goal, 14 minutes of ice. It's very serviceable. Once again, when like if we're going to shit on Warren Fogle in line number two spot, I go just like the Stuart Skinner. I go, I don't think he was ever destined for this spot. Okay, I think this is out of desperation and necessity. But I do think he had a good performance. And he is the type of guy that you can plug and play all over your lineup. I just don't want him there for extended periods of time. But, Brad, I do have to call you out. If you're going to say over this stretch of games that Warren Fogle was the most consistent and best player on this team, you are taking crazy pills because Connor McDavid is on the squad. And for whatever X amount of games you want to give, I'm just going to choose to – I'm just going to move past that one because I love you and I appreciate you. Continuing with the scoring summary – so it was the first period the Oilers get on the board. It was a lovely first period. We left that period up one nothing. Vibes were good. They quickly, they quickly deflated in the second period as Anders Lee on the power play point shot comes there. You see it. The rebound just sitting there. I felt bad for Stu. Let me debate here in the chat. I don't know. Do you guys think that that one's on him? He makes the initial save. It is sitting right there. You see Darnell Nurse just a Tad second too late on that one to get there. Tough play. That's what happens when you take penalties and you put the New York Islanders, who, as I pointed out, in their last 10 games, the Islanders have the second best power play in the NHL. Shit, Brett, they showed that tonight. Yeah. I, I mean, just re-watching that clip again, like, why do you have three Oilers on that close wing? Why do you why do the New York Islanders have three guys wide open from the blue line on on the power play. You you can't have that in the slightest. Like look at all three of those guys try and battle back into position. You cannot have that if you're trying to be a team who's trying to pick up the start uh, pick up from the start of uh this season. This is yes, uh, it's is it tough that it's squeaked through Stu sure. But that shot shouldn't be happening at least with the how easy it was to, to get that shot off. Uh, it, it's, it, I know the, the favorite thing right now is to beat up on Stu, but I just, uh, you, you gotta have something going on in front of you. And that's not the right thing to have going on right in front of you. Uh, Donald says it looks a lot like the games prior to the eight game win streak. <clears throat> you yep. also pointed out, there's a shit ton of odd man rushes going back the other way, which was something the Oilers were giving out like candy to start the beginning of the season. We really honed it in for the last bit for the X number of games. I like that. I'm going to X it up 18 times tonight and I already feel it, <laughs> but uh, it's tough. I don't want to put this one on Stuart Skinner. Once again, I thought he made lots of good saves early in the game. Couple, couple highlight real ones there, but that's tough. You leave the rebound there. Moving along to the Islanders' second goal, shocker. She comes on the power play again. It was Bo Horvat. You see it here on your screen. 
a little zip across from D-man to the wing, out center to the middle of the ice. I said to it before the show here on pre-gaming, before the game, sorry, on pre-gaming. Bo Horvat, that trade really looks like it's worked out. He's delivered. He's over a point per game so far this season. He said it gives Matt Barzell a real threat on the power play. Because when you think of the Islanders, you don't think of them as a power play elite team offensively. Well, this guy does it yet again. He gets another goal. The power play, the power play ate us alive tonight in both ways, Brett, but they're specifically their power play. Let's keep going back to that eight game win streak here. The thing that was working working for this team was their A, their defensive game, but B, their penalty killing. They were fantastic penalty killing. And and you take a look at what in the NHL last 10 games. Unbelievable. Like this is something that we didn't even see from the Oilers last year at at times. That has completely disintegrated over the last three games. And we see the the result of that being two power play goals against against the New York Islanders, whose special teams isn't exactly something to write home about. That that's not a recipe to win games. And the amount of times that we're going to say a recipe to win games, a recipe for disaster, whatever. Ever. This is a big hodgepodge of recipes that's just not going to work for the Edmonton Oilers right now. And, and I, again, watching back some of that uh, footage there, I, I mean, Vinny's wide, not wide open, but he's the only guy right in front and he's taking care of three guys in the slot. Where is everybody? Where I, I believe it was Kulak. I might be wrong there. So I'm just throwing a name out there, but somebody is coming towards the, the blue or the shooter right there and look Vinny's just trying to do a little skip to my Lou to do anything right there Yanmark's not coming back to trail the guy in the center uh, I mean Brown's way too high to try and uh, get back there too There, it's just nothing is making sense in the term of uh, strategy or, or defensive play and it, as soon as you get a team like the New York Islanders who yes they are vibeless but they are a, a excuse me, a technically sound team, they're going to pick that apart all day. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. Watching that replay right there, keeping an eye on Vinny. Man, I feel bad for the guy. He was going back and forth and didn't know what to do, and then it's in the back of the net. A little tough go for Vinny. I will say, him on the penalty kill, that man blocked shots galore, which was a theme for the New York Islanders tonight. I thought I saw... Three separate times, somebody ate a boosh bomb in the leg. And I said, how is he still standing right now? And then they get back in the lane to try and do it again. You got to appreciate it when it's there. Also, though, the Islanders power play doesn't screen danger. But for the last 10 games, I know, believe me, you'll rub your eyes when I say this. They have the second best power play in the league. The Edmonton Uh Oilers were first in the NHL over the last 10 games. I know. Absolutely not. Somehow they've been able to turn it on. But it wasn't just their power play that hurt us tonight, Brett. It was our own power play, as in the third period. I believe we have the highlight here as well. This one hurts to watch. Nice. We don't even get good because I don't want to see the puck go out back to the D-men in open ice. Gets cleared back to the point to where we think Evan Bouchard is going to be. Newsflash was not there. Able to pick up the puck. The Islanders are, I believe it was J.G. Pajot. Wins the race, centers it across the ice to Holmstrom, who buries again. Apparently, that guy is the king 
of shorthanded goals. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm quite certain I heard Jack say he has five on the year, which is just crazy. Please correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to believe that I'm wrong. Because if that guy's on pace for 10 shorties, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. That one was tough. And just a microcosm of the penalty kill tonight. The Oilers went 0 for 4. But uh, we'll get into it in our good, bad, and oily. So just broadly here on that one, Brett. That was a backbreaker when you think, okay, we're in this. We can get this going. Was that the one that they scored? And then we immediately got a five on three as well. And we had the ability to get back in. Didn't happen right about there. You knew it wasn't the Edmonton Oilers night tonight, correct? That was, that was the point where you figured out it wasn't their night. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I mean, we, we've talked about it and I'm sure uh, we will talk about it again. Just those odd man rushes, but I, I will say a positive thing about that, and you don't really see it in that goal, but I think Evan Bouchard played very strong in, in defensively tonight. Uh, you see a lot of breaking up those two-on-ones the other way, and coming over and protecting the the his D partner and stuff like that. But you take a look at that particular one and you see just not a lack of effort, but that's just a a tough play. You're going backwards like that. It's not like he's going to go down on his stomach and try and break that up and then go into stew and probably the puck ends up in the net that way too. So yeah, uh, just to kind of keep it broad, uh, you can't have those two on ones and, and those odd man rushes consistently, especially, especially, Especially when you're on the power play like that against what have we have been broadcasted all day, the worst penalty kill in the league. Yep. Yep. Sure is a tough pill to swallow on a night like tonight. Santa, all I wanted was to be above 500 before Christmas. I don't know if that is going to happen. I'll take 500. Beggars can't be choosers. I'm a desperate man. Santa, whatever you throw in my stocking, if that's Will Huck beef jerky, I will take that too. Or a gift card to Greta. So that does it for the Greta scoring summary for tonight. Thank God. Don't want to have to relive that one. Looking in the chat right here. I laughed at this. Angie said, thank goodness for Rusty and Lance tonight. Go oil. Hope will never die, people. It will never die. We'll be back to do this dance all over again on Thursday. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. we got to watch along on Thursday, Brett. You know what? That's a perfect time to tease that as well on Thursday live here on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Look at those smiling faces Thursday <laughs> at 530. Pre-gaming will go live at 430. Lead right into this. Come hang out with us. Watch the game. Win some sweet prizes. Maybe make a couple, maybe make a couple live wagers together on Betway responsibly, of course. And if you're 19 plus. All right, let's move along here to the good, the bad, and the oily. Presented by Alberta Blue Cross. Where do I got that ad read? There it is. There's only one thing. You'd think I'd have these memorized by now. There's only one thing better than sharing memories. And that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Okay, let's start with the good and let's get out of the way early. Oh, wait, the Oilers did that too, took the same motto. The good could really only be those first two minutes. You brought it up, were able to score on, was it the first shot of the game? I think it was. At least it was very, very quickly into the game. You got the reassurance right when that happened. I I just imagine what it would be like to be Knobloch and be like, 
<laughs> I made the right call. This was worth it. I could at least show that this was a worthwhile move. And while I thought line number one was still good tonight, if you have Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman, you'll always produce. This second line showed good. It's really the only good I can think of the game. Let me know in the chat what else was good tonight. Trying to rack my brain right now, Brett. What'd you think of the first two minutes? Maybe I can pull something out of the sky to be positive about. It was the perfect start for the Oilers. You roll those two lines here. Positivity. Oh, there it is. Um, It's exactly the type of start that you want. And like I said, that's the first goal on the first shot of the game. But I know this is the good, but you got to build off that. You have to be able to go, hey, you know what? This guy might be shaky right now. We just got the first one off on him. Let's let's keep pounding him right now. Let's keep this going. And they didn't. And, and yes, the Oilers ended with 31 shots on goal. But up until the, the second period, they had, what, 19, 18 shots on goal? That's, again, not a recipe. There's the big old hodgepodge there. It's not a recipe for... A, a win. It's not a recipe for success. And, and if you're just sitting there and going, hey, maybe a couple goals here, you can't get too fancy. You can't just sit there and go, oh, we got Drysaddle, we got McDavid, we got Hyman, we got Nugent Hopkins. They're all going to make plays. Well, somebody out of those four or the other 23 people, yeah, good not to get shut out. Uh, of those other 23 skaters or 18 skaters, excuse me, I didn't go to math school. Need to shoot the puck. They they just shoot the puck, and especially for a guy who hasn't felt the puck in the slightest. I mean, he did, and the puck went right through him. So keep shooting the puck. It's a great start to the first uh, the first period. Great start to the game in the first two minutes. Now you got fifty eight to work with, and if you're just gonna go for the next fifty eight, then why? I love that. Hey, I gotta ask you, what does hodgepodge mean? Good question. I heard it in like TV shows a bunch, so I assume just a, a coagulate coagulation isn't the right word. Combination of uh, a bunch of things. I guess coagulation could possibly work too. <laughs> I was gonna say, what does that mean? I don't know. We're just making up words now and throwing them at the wall. I like your strategy. Okay. I couldn't I couldn't even come up with a word to go up with there. I do like this one from Gino for the good. He said, you guys rock. So you know what? I will take that. You know us. We'll be here through thick and thin. Tyler pointed out today on Oilers Nation every day how not even close to like halfway point of the, like the season we are right now. There's still much, so much hockey left to play. And it's been a roller coaster this season. And we feel like we're going back down right now, hopefully just to pick up some speed. Okay, we touched on it there just a minute ago. Let's get to the bad here. Without a doubt, it has to be the special teams tonight. You cannot go 0 for 4 on the power play against the league's worst penalty kill, allow a shorthanded goal against. And then while we said, yes, the Islanders have a much improved power play over their last 10, you can't let them go down and score two goals and goals the way that they did off of rebounds, off of what you mentioned seemed a lot like the Oilers of earlier in the season not clearing out the front of the nets, then special teams, an odd man rush. I know we just touched on this a lot. Do you have anything else that's firing you up and making you angry in the bad for this evening? 
My favorite thing, and it sticks with special teams here, but my favorite thing is when you sit there and go, oh, McDavid is a power play merchant. Oh, Dreisaitl is a power play merchant. I mean, what? what, take a look at this power play right now. Take a look at the special teams that they're playing with right now. And and Leon Dreisaitl is the only one who scored. Guess what it wasn't on? The power play. I I just... It's consistency, really, and that may be the bad for me, really, is consistency. There's just been no consistency. How can you go eight games where you finally look like the team that everybody expected you to be, the power play and the penalty kill everybody expected you to be, and then for three games here, most of the whatever, 20x again, didn't go to math school, went to art school, the rest of the season – and and you look like ass. I, I'm sorry, but there's no other way to put it. You look like a middle of the pack to bottom of the pack team. It, it's 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 sad. And people, I see people going, oh, poor McDavid, poor Drysaddle. And I don't want to pour onto them. I don't think that's fair at all. This is a full team thing. But you need drivers. And I, I, I believe it was Zach who sent out the tweet. Zach Lang, uh, who put out the tweet, is that this team is full of passing not drivers right now and you see that on the special teams there's just not a lot of guys at this present moment who are willing and ready and able to drive a line drive a shift drive a back check drive a four check do anything they just want to be in the back of their car share ride share and just do whatever they they want to do in the back sit on tiktok like i normally do like it's it's too bad I like this here from Lance. We're always forgetting this. Oh, wait, whoops. Nope. There he goes. There's one thing you are forgetting. We're going all the way this year. <laughs> Silly old me, Lance. What am I doing here? Sitting in this chair. Also, let me know in the chat if KQ needs to be put in the timeout or not. I see this guy trolling it up in this chat right now. Watch your language, young man. Don't make Pat boot you out of the chat right now. I'm trying to be respectful here. But if you're pushing it, you got to go for the bad. I could continue with too many passes. It's just the uh, it was beyond frustrating. But let's get into it here with the oily. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Boom. Pat here. He's got it for me. It's no finish. It's what that bad was. The oily, it's such a broad definition. It can be really whatever the hell I say it is every single night, whatever we pick. Tonight, there is so much bad. I basically put this as the oily. Beyond frustrating, I said it beginning of the show. I sat on my couch like my old man, screaming at the TV, shoot the puck. I know that's everyone's least favorite guy at a hockey arena. There's any Oiler fans in whatever the name of the new Coliseum, whatever the hell they have it's called, were there. I'm sure they're losing their voice, yelling, shoot the damn puck. People losing my mind, so frustrated. I think everybody here is in agreement with that. Brett. Oh, nice, nice. Pat changed that up for me. And it's like, I oh, I said it so many times tonight. I don't even want to say the word again. Brett, it was beyond frustrating. Don't you just want to turn around and slap that guy who's doing that at the games? And shoot, shoot. I, I always do. But this is, a, yeah, this is exactly. The the game to do it. I mean, you you saw glimpses of it in the first period where it, it it just seems like they keep deferring to different people. And then the worst part is is that not only are they shooting the puck and passing the puck too much, but uh, 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 outcome of passing the puck too much is then you pass it to center ice and it's uh, a three on one the other way, or or there's not a, a a D man where you expected him to be. And now you have to regain the zone, come back. And you just saw that way too many times, way too often for you to really be comfortable and confident in the game. And, and you can't do that. I, I, I don't know how many times I need to say you can't do that for a team who's supposed to be a contender. It, it, it's it's WHL type stuff. Not to call out the WHL, but you know what I'm saying. It's junior hockey type stuff. You can't just sit there and expect a guy to be there. If they're not there, if you don't think they're going to be there, or if you're second questioning yourself, shoot the puck. You never know what's going to happen. Take a look at Vinny DeHarnay. Take a look at Vinny DeHarnay's first NHL goal. All he did was throw it towards the net. And guess what? Oh, it went in. It, you just, it, that's how I get all my points in ball hockey. All you got to do is just take an ugly Division shot. four champion right here, people. Respect God it. Damn right, baby. God damn, you're talking to a champ. And I know how to win hockey games. No, but you just get, you just get the puck to the net and you never know what's going to happen. I know you want to look for that pretty play. You know you want to look for that highlight real goal. But just get the puck to to the net and you never know what's going to happen. And that just wasn't happening for the Oilers this year. Brett, how many times do you think you've been on after dark so far this year? Like three or four times, three times, I think maybe? three, 
three and every one. single time we've done the show you've brought up Vinny de harnay's first nhl goal there's one thing i can count on you it's to be Vinny de harnay's best friend and number one fan so that'll do it for the good bad and oily and before we move along you know what actually it might lead right into it let's get into our hot and cold performers courtesy of doordash for a limited time only our listeners can get 25 percent off and zero Delivery fees when you, on their first order of fit. That's double zero. I didn't say that, but yes. <laughs> uh, they get their first order of $15 or more. You get zero delivery fees. 25% off when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. I wanted to bring up that basically, Brett, if you're going to join the show today, but you kind of just did it on your own there, it's time for the Vinny DeHarnay Appreciation Minute. You're really the only one who ever delivers it. Not that I don't appreciate Vinny DeHarnay. There's just a lot of other names to usually get to. So let me ask you first for your appreciation minute, unless he is your hot performer. Uh, he is not my hot performer, but I will give you a quick little thing on Vinny DeHarnay. This is uh, a stable guy. This is a guy who will do whatever it takes. And I've said this numerous times before to win games, not for the name on the back of the Jersey, but for the crest on the front. This is a guy who will do. Yeah. Crust a. Um, he will do whatever he needs to do. Get in front of shots with his teeth if he needs to, but he is six foot seven. So that's going to be quite difficult uh, to, to get, anything he can a little edge a little this a little that one of my favorite things to watch is Vinny DeArnay in front of the net with that being said I want to do one more quick thing on Vinny DeArnay and the Edmonton Oilers are a, up uh, a player when they're there uh, they pulled their goalie if they have an empty net well here's a crazy idea why don't we do what the Boston Bruins used to do with a big old lad named Zidane Chara and park that big boy right in front of the net? Do you not think, well, I mean, first of all, you need to get shots right in front. I know this sounds pretty uh, tinfoil hat-ish, but just, just get somebody who's going to just stand there in front of the net, get a stick on a puck, get a body in front of somebody, and just do something. It, it honestly gets to this point or that point point when you're playing so up and down just do something so uh that that's my little uh vinny de harnay uh minute here do you want me to do my hot performer right out of this right now um what i want to do first is darian is the mvp of the chat pat just do it get him out get him out i'm done with this i'm done with this guy he keeps calling you jack black school of rock which while is hilarious <laughs> do not get me wrong that is hilarious and i'm going to start using that against you I don't. I don't need any of that tonight. I'm, see you later. See you. See you later. Darian, you know, you're the real MVP. As Occidental said, Darian is the best person in this chat. That's perfect. Brett, who's your hot performer? Warren Fogle. <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned it already, but there's a reason why he gets the 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 move up to the, the second line, really, which at times felt like the top line. Um, he works hard. And I, I mentioned a lot of things I'm going to say here, stuff that I already mentioned earlier, but he's a guy who never gives up on a play. He's a guy who is an energy guy, even in the 59th second of his shift to the first second of his shift. He's uh, somebody who will go into board battles, do whatever he needs, get cross-checked when he's on his knees to try and put the puck to the center of the ice for anybody else. He's a smart little player. And you think, 
thinks the game, not in a different way, but he thinks the game well. And the only thing for Fogel is not the only thing, but the main thing for Fogel is that his hands just don't keep up with his skates or his mind sometimes. So in a game like this, you need a guy like Warren Fogel. And in a game where you need to come back and, and mount some sort of energy, that's the type of guy you want it to come from. And you kind of saw it throughout the game. So you're not going to have a lot of hot performers in this game. So I'm just I'm, I'm deferring to, to Warren Fogel. Um, yeah, for my hot performer, maybe I'm going with us. A lot of people here appreciating the fact that that guy is now gone. I get boardsy for MVP, so maybe I'll be my hot performer. Other than that, it's really tough to try and pick one out tonight. There really wasn't that positive. I saw somebody said it here earlier, so this maybe is my hot performer. And correct me if I'm wrong. Apparently the McRib is coming back. That just made me think of DoorDash. I saw it in the chat right here. I just Googled it. In fact, the McRib is coming back in 2023. So McDonald's is going to be my DoorDash hot performer because I love the McRib and I miss the McRib. That's really the highlight of my evening right now. Besides those first two minutes, other than that, it's pretty much just gone downhill. We're going to move along here to our cold performer for tonight. I'm going to go with the penalty kill. I'm just going to go with the penalty kill as a whole. It seemed like a struggle. I saw some people saying, Connor, I'm torn on Connor Brown because <laughs> while he was very noticeable tonight, he was very noticeable missing the net, not making just some plays, right? You're like, man, I said to you, we're going to have to do some type of summoning Ouija board, something, because this guy is cursed. So I don't really want to make him cold performer because he's the cursed performer, courtesy of DoorDash. That's not his fault. That's, that's the gods above. I don't know. Maybe the penalty kill as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's slim pickings. I might go every single person on that team was just lukewarm. Anybody specific that you want to, that you want to throw out there, you want to throw under the bus tonight, just do it. <laughs> and you know what? I've been a big proprietor of this player for the last couple of weeks since the, the coffee and knob block era came in, but that's Cody CC. I really disliked his game today, and that's been off the cuff from the last couple of games or the X amount of games, X amount of games uh, that we've had with with Coffee and Knobloch. He's I like him jumping into plays. I, I like his transition game as of recent, but way too often has he been caught missing the puck down low or when he does get into the the offensive zone or below the face-off dots, he just ends up getting caught. There was a, a play late in the third there where he, he kind of bit high, I think, in the defensive zone and it forced a little mini two-on-one and Darnell had to come out and bust his ass out of it. it it's just <sighs> Cody CC. I hate to say it because, again, I've been a big proprietor for him, but I'm starting to run out of patience. I, I, I think he's a good defenseman. I think he does a lot of little things well that a lot of Oilers fans just do not recognize or see or anything like that. But I'm starting to run out of patience. There are other guys that the and other areas where the Oilers need to improve on where you're kind of just stuck with Cody Cece. So today for me, unfortunately, and I am very uh, un whatever about it it's it just i'm i've run out of patience with cody cc 
Yeah, that's fair. That's understandable with that guy. And once again, is Cody Cece a first-line pairing defenseman on a Stanley Cup winning team? No, I feel pretty safe in saying that right now, but he's playing in a spot maybe necessarily shouldn't be. I can't read it out loud or put it on the screen, but Golf Nut just made a comment in the YouTube chat that makes me want to bust out in tears laughing. That is so beyond funny. If you're watching on Instagram, you're watching on Twitter, maybe you got to throw your way over to the YouTube channel. Get the like in there. Get the subscribe. You just saw Brett's reaction. That is funny. <laughs> that is good work. And that'll do it for our hot and cold performers for this evening. I also want to get a quick tease in here. A little, little shameless plug for the nation vacation that is coming up in no time, people. You see it February 18th to the 20th. Phoenix, Arizona. Flights. Hotel. Hockey. For $199.99. Wait. Nine, Jesus, 1,999. Let's just go with that. You can send your favorite fan on the trip of a lifetime to Arizona with the Oilers Nation crew from February 18th to the 20th. We are now offering some flexible, no flight options. That's right, people. You can do your own. It's family day weekend. Everybody's got plans. You got to do your own stuff. But if you'd like to book your own flights, but join us for the rest of the party, we got you. Visit nationgear.ca today to give the gifts of a good time. Oh, that gift is too expensive, you might say. You need another gift to give, courtesy of nationgear.ca. Look at Brad, Brett's eyebrow right now. That is perked right there. Get your favorite fan the gift of Nation Gear this holiday season. And you see it there, the Varsity Collection. Rep your favorite team. Rep that winning lifestyle. Those things are clean, man. I don't have any of those. I really love the... Hope will never die right there on the bottom of that sweater there at the front. These ones are probably flying off the shelves. I might have to gift one to myself from the big man in the red suit. Shout out me. Shout out Santa. We're, we're the same guy. One and the same. So that'll do it for there. Brett, I want to ask you, looking ahead to Thursday. We've got a nice little watch along that I teased already. We're taking on the new Jersey Devils. Very weird in the Oilers schedule right now. We're playing teams again, like from the Eastern Conference that we played what feels like two weeks ago, like Florida and Tampa. And now we got this going on again. You see it here the week ahead. You can forget that Islanders one now, people. Just wipe that one from the memory banks. Little men in black. Little right there. The Del- Yeah, see, it worked. Brett, hi, I'm Aaron. Nice to meet you. Me, Brett, pleasure. Nice, nice. Uh, looking ahead, though, to the Devils, 530 Hey, let me ask you, you're starting Stuart Skinner again, right? Calvin Pickard did play the last game against the Devils and played pretty well. Yeah, I'm probably going back to Skinner here. You need a win, and I know that doesn't sound very confident when you're talking about uh, Stuart Skinner right now, but you need a win, and you need to do that as soon as possible. You have a back-to-back, so uh, Calvin Pickard's playing one of those two games either way. I would rather him play in that second of the back-to-back, to be honest. I I go back to Skinner here. There's just no... It, it, it's tough to keep flopping back and forth between goaltenders when Calvin Pickard isn't your 1B. He's your backup to the backup because your backup isn't playing like a backup goalie. He's playing like... Assistant the to the regional manager, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the guy's playing like an ECHL backup right now. If you want to keep going back the the backup, back, 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 gone. 
uh, if you want to go back to, to that, it, it's just you're you're not getting what you need from anybody. So to sit there and go, oh, it's Stuart Skinner. Let's go with Calvin Baker. It's just it's you can't go back and forth like this. You need consistency, whether that's in the crease or just winning games in general. You just need that consistency. Let's give it up for Brett's impersonations tonight. They're just they're just absolutely on point. I feel like we got to start a sketch comedy show. Got ideas in the brain right here. Let me know in the chat. If you've watched that, probably not. <laughs> you don't want to know what it's like up in here. But I agree. I'm going with Skinner. I'm riding him. I, I mean, I'm going to put him in ah because it's the Devils. Because you're going to have to play Pickard for one of these games. Yeah. No, honestly, I might play Pickard against the Devils just because of the familiarity. He just played them. The Rangers, I do think, are the more dangerous team as a whole. No, I just talked myself into it. I'm going Pickard next game, Stuart Skinner on Friday. Finally, let me ask you, and I do want to bring in producer Handsome Pat, of course. I see him back there working hard, doing doing the MVP stuff that he does. But, Brad, I guess let me ask you first. Give me a score prediction and an anytime goal score. Pat, let me see that face. Come on. Hey, up, there it is. <laughs> oh, God, he's handsome. Um, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm going with a Here. four. Two Oilers win, and anytime goal scorer, I'm going with Vinny DeHarnay's second NHL goal, baby. Let's go! That's what I'm talking about. Four two Oilers. Vinny gets the game winner. Say what you want about Brad Holden, the man is consistent as they come. Pat, anytime goal scorer and score prediction. Uh, as I can't pick the same score prediction, I'm going to go 5 to Edmonton, although I think it's going to be one of those two. And I just think, you know, we were kind of talking about before the game how this new line combination is great for dry sidle. Obviously worked in the first two minutes, but I also think it's great for Warren Fogle. Played great again tonight. And obviously having Nuge and dry sidle on his line, I'm going for a full goal against the New Jersey Devils. Contract year Warren Fogle, baby. Contract year Warren Fogle. When he said I can't pick the same, I was like, goal scorer? You don't like you can pick <laughs> Vinny DeHarnay all you want, buddy. You can go nuts. I'm gonna go with a simple, I guess not simple. I'm gonna go five three Oilers victory. And it's a Vander Kane. I thought he looked more engaged tonight. That's also just a factor of you're playing with the best player in the world and Zach Hyman. I thought Kane looked more physical tonight. Maybe this one, he just, as I said, the word is more engaged. Playing on that top line, I thought he played well. He's bound to get one to get back on track yet again. I want to give a shout out to you, Brett, to you, Patrick, to everyone in the chat that put up with, I already forget his name. He's already gone. Whatever. I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, Greta, and of course, Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I haven't actually checked how many shots. Oh, Nuge missed it. I ah, missed the shot prop. He had two shots. I was also oh. screaming his name extra shoot tonight. A, because I had money on it. B, you're in the slot. I need you to sometimes shoot that puck, Nuge. But hey, nonetheless, I digress. We're going to move along. We're going to let this one roll off the old back and move ahead to Thursday night. We'll be live once again on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel tomorrow, 1201 Mountain for Oilers Nation every day. I do believe we have Frank Saravalli on, but don't quote me. 
I know the guy is very busy. We'll have him at some point this week, but we're shooting for that. Then we got pre-gaming again at 4.30 on Thursday, followed by a watch-along on YouTube, followed by Oilers Nation After Dark, followed by another pre-gaming and After Dark the night after. And then we're off into the Christmas season, and I got to go deliver presents. <laughs> yes, that's right. I am Santa Claus. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, everybody. I'll catch you on the flippity-flip tomorrow at 12.01 Mountain.